Welcome to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast, a peek into the minds and strategies of the world's greatest copywriters, marketers, and persuasion experts. And now, here's your host, Brian Casangina. And so welcome to Mitch Carson from MitchCarson.com. Um, he's a, uh, a very interesting marketer that I've come across previously, and uh, um, he uh, he's very different from the usual marketer, and that's what you're going to find out uh, on this call today. So um, I won't uh, uh, go on too much. I'm sure Mitch there can uh, tell us a bit about where he's come from and what he's going to talk about today. So. Um, welcome to the call, Mitch. Thanks for joining us today. And how are you? Today? My pleasure. Thanks for having me on the line. Yeah, thanks for um, helping us out with this today. Um, uh, as I was saying before, we just want to um, have a bit of a casual chat about uh, about yourself. So, can you um, please start by uh, telling us a bit, a bit about uh, um, how you got into this whole marketing thing? Because you. You're fairly different from uh, a lot of marketers out there, which, uh, which uh, in my book uh, and for the audience listening today is, is definitely uh, definitely a plus. So, um, can you tell us a bit about where where you came from and how you got into the whole marketing thing? Yeah, well, the reason I'm different than a lot of the marketers is because I'm better looking. Let's just start. Let's get that <laughs> clear right out from the beginning. Um, and I've got yeah. the tricks to prove it. So, cool. you know, you have to come up with these lines when you're, when, when you're old and crusty like me. So that's what I'm going to keep telling myself is I'm unique and different because I'm half bald and slightly portly but still believe I'm good looking. So let's just get that established. <laughs> Moving forward, I, you know, I, I come from the background in the U.S. Uh, you can tell by my Yank accent that uh, I used to sell product on what is called Home Shopping Network, which is live television pitching products, and another channel yeah. called QVC. Uh, additionally, I had my own radio show on CBS Radio for a number of years. I had done, uh, done radio, and then, of course, many years. So, I mean, it was all about direct response. Marketing to me is science plus some creativity, and then you got marketing, and then selling product that people want, not you know, not necessarily what they need. And I think that in itself lies a big distinction. People get caught up with trying to push products that they think people will buy because they need it. And the truth, and always the reality, is people buy what they want. Because if we only bought what we needed, we'd be buying crummy little cars that took us from point A to point B. But instead, I'm sure in your country, even in New Zealand or, you know, in China, people are buying Mercedes because they want them. Now, that is where, the, you know, it gets very interesting in marketing is figuring out what people want. What is it that will catch the attention of the recipient, the intended party, such that you pique their interest in a way to give them what they want? I mean, even the advertisements now in the United States, for example – there are advertisements on TV between Lexus and Mercedes. And by all standards, the Lexus is a better car. If you're to look at it from bumper to bumper and analyze all the parts dollar for dollar, it is a better car. But 
Mercedes, since its branding is out there, makes the branding impression on us that it is an exclusive car to buy your Mercedes and people are willing to spend 10 to 20% more to equal the value that they get out of Lexus. And I think that in itself is, is very important to understand how you communicate that message to capture people. You know, and I saw that in my early career as a direct marketer, uh, always finding a way to stand out. And I, and I do appreciate your acknowledgement that I'm a little different than the other marketers because I'm always looking for a different angle. You know, like I said earlier, it's other than my looks. But how do you look to your intended audience? I mean, that was my purposeful setup is what is it that you do? What is it that you can say? What is it that you can present to your intended audience such that you stand out in a unique and different way? And that may be overused terminology, but it will, those are timeless principles that are going to be around forever. You know, we, in, in our country, for the first time in our brief history as the U.S., much like you're out in Australia, you're around the same, you, you know, uh, length of time as, a, as, a, as an independent country from, uh, you know, the U.K., and in our country, the, we had our very first president in history become elected, you know, uh, Obama. And what was it that, that he came out as a, as a black American, African American, he was elected. Why did he become the new president of the U.S.? And people think, oh, well, it's because he was black. No, he was actually very smart. He's an extremely bright guy. Why did he become elected? It had nothing to do with his candidate that he was in opposition to, he became our president because of his marketing. And he embraced social networking and used Twitter effectively, always stood out compared to the, tri, you know, the old style, and he was nimble on his feet. Yes, he was a good speaker and he had a message, but they all vir virtually say the same thing. Wouldn't you agree in your country when people are running for office, prime ministers, what you guys have, that, you know, the yeah. candidates all sort of sound the same after a while. I certainly do. Yeah, I mean, you kind of group them into one big category as politicians. Uh, but Obama stood out. So, you know, these are just interesting lessons to embrace when you think about your marketing and when you're out there. So what I was known for for many years and what I sold from the stage was a unique system using dimensional mailing. And then, of course, that was in my book the Silent Salesman, M-E-N, uh, which was produced mm -hmm. and distributed and published by John Wiley and Sons. And it was all about the techniques that I used for myself, for my clients, and my clients' clients when you use unique direct mail pieces to stand out amongst the competition. You know, and it, but, it's, but it all comes from the same methodology, thinking, psychology, whatnot. How is it? that you can be different. What is it that you can do to be unique? And that's where I came up with different mailing techniques. So when you get a pile of mail in the past, <clears throat> you would look different from the rest of the pile because when, when, you're, when someone is bombarded with messages, we see this online today, and I embrace the same methodologies when I use online marketing campaigns, direct mail campaigns, when I'm on TV, when I'm on radio, what can you do to stand out amongst the sea of competitors? And we know today we are completely inundated, overwhelmed, just swimming in advertisements. 
you know, and we've got to think, why would someone want to listen to me when I am marketing to them? What is it that I'm sending out? Is it a catchy headline? Is it the method of delivery? Is it because I've used credibility from someone that they can relate to? Is it the use of testimonials? Have I used, you know, all of these elements are out there to sway our prospect, to sway our clients, to get somebody from disinterested to interested to buyer, to being apathetic to enthusiastic. What is it that we can do to convert them to being a raving fan or someone that can eventually become a client, fan, and possible affiliate? You know, whatever we're looking for, we have to use something unique, special, innovative to stand out. So, you know, some of the things that I have done that have been historically extremely popular and effective in all the English-speaking countries, and I don't know if it's really been done outside of the U.S., U.K., Canada, uh, or Australia, um, and I even think it worked in New Zealand a couple times, but we would send things out in many trash cans. Have you heard about that campaign? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. And, and what, how that worked that was so effective was thinking about getting a, a you know, when you call a trash, we call them trash cans, you call them rubbish containers, same thing. It's yeah. Think of a little message that you would put inside this mailing piece and saying, you know, previous attempts have ended up in the garbage, so I've saved you the time today. I mean, this is one of the tested, proven, very successful headlines that I've used in multiple campaigns. All we changed was trash can to rubbish container in your country and, you know, in, in British-speaking uh, part of the world. Where in the U.S. we mm. say trash can. The same thought mm. penetrates the reader and makes everybody chuckle because that stands out and is different. And what it, it, what it causes is the direct opposite of what we're bringing to their attention, throwing it away into the rubbish container when in fact they're taking it out of the rubbish container. See, that's the subtle message that goes on because the message is crumpled up inside the, the mini rubbish container so they're pulling it out of there, and we're telling them not to throw it in there. So there's a double psychology going on. And then usually they react to it as being a humorous piece, and it forces them, because they have now got some emotion attached to it, to reading it. Now, this you know, makes mm. it sound very simple, but think of what it is you do even online today. You know, and my business has shifted. I mean, I still embrace a big direct mail campaign when appropriate with clients, when they seek my advice, input, and counsel. But we also look at, is it appropriate for radio? But my mindset is always the same. What is it that I can do that's different? So we garner the attention. It's almost formulaic. Marketing should be looked at as a formula, and there is the big science. And then if you can overlay it with some creativity, that's great, but the formula must mm. precede the creativity. Yeah. Creativity has never sold a dime. It's the mm. science, and then if you have a creative twist to it, that's what causes people to reach into their wallets, pull out their credit cards, and willingly buy what it is that you have to sell. You know, and it doesn't have a catchy headline. You know, on TV, does it have a catchy saying? 
on radio? Is it a, is it a catchy saying that ca- you know works with somebody? Think of the headline, hence the subject line in an email in an email marketing campaign. When someone starts off with a video sales letter, what have they said to? I don't think we're as saturated today with video as we will be. I would say in two three years, it's going to be last you know the ten years ago the online long written sales letter. People are using more and more video, you know, and that's what makes, you know, but you still have to craft the same message. Yeah. All in the psychology, the science of getting someone's attention. Then they go and they want to scroll and listen to the rest of your message. And lastly, listen to your offer, which hopefully has a strong call to action, including scarcity, times time, which, you know, it's only good for a certain amount of time. Only a wide number of people are going to be eligible to get this. And, you know, exclusivity, you almost have to qualify. If you have, you know, one or three of those, one or all three of those components in your last piece, you're going to get people to push over and respond. You know, and that's what it takes to test. You know, and I learned a lot of these methodologies before. I mean, I learned a lot of this through my television career which then spilled over into direct mail and into radio. And they're all different media, but they're all the same in terms of the science. All the same. Is it any different today with video and with email marketing or online? No. All the same. Even when I have sold from the stage over the years, I have used the same strategies and techniques that I'm talking about today. It's when you when you take the stage, do you start out and sell right away? No. You've got to pique their interest. Do they want to listen to you or start yawning or start punching in texts into their BlackBerry? Hopefully, you're interesting enough to get them to want to read what you have to say on your sales letters, listen to you in your video, listen and pay close attention when you're selling or pitching your product online or in a webinar. And then lastly, have you used enough incentives to keep them enthralled with you, interested in you, to then make the decision to listen all the way to the end and click on, write in, fax in, call in, whatever it is that you you have in your call to action to compel them to respond. Mm -hmm. It's so strong that they take that next action. Because that's where most people fall down in their marketing, in their face-to-face sales, is asking for the order. It's the last piece. They think that they have worked real well on writing great body copy, creating a great video, creating a successful headline that's got their attention. Okay, but, well, all right, that's neat. What have you done next? What are you doing next to get them so they're interested to take the necessary action to buy? Without that, you know, you've lost. I mean, I'll give you a sports metaphor. You guys play a lot of uh, rugby in your in your country. Yeah. You know, like American football. I mean, it's a big sport here. It's a big. You have the Union League, and I guess what's the, you have another league there, which is big. I forgot the name of it. Yeah. What, what's that called? Uh, uh, one's Union, and one is called League. The rugby league and rugby union. Yeah, so you have those two leagues, but I mean it's basically the same idea. the 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 goal is to you know in American football, it's to get it through the end zone, is what we call it, to get the touchdown. Yeah. 
so you get points on the on the scoreboard. You know, when you have rugby, albeit union or the other league, it's to get the gift. The guys have to kick it through the goalpost, or you guys have to pass backward, or you know, you pass forward, and you get your guy into the, the goal zone. I mean, it's the same idea. But what happens? You work so hard, you go through all this training, and you get these really strong, buff guys that are out there on the rugby field. They got great teamwork. But if their coach tells them, you know, right before, it's like, okay, we've worked hard, we're physically fit, and we're going to smash heads with the other guys. We're not wearing any pads, which you guys are crazy in your country not to be wearing any pads, but that's your sport. I, I respect it. And you, you're passing the ball, you know, to each other, and you're kicking it. And then you just stop right before you're about to score some points. But, you know, we've done most of the work. The rest is going to happen magically. They're just so motivated. You know, we're going to get points because, just because, we're fit and we've done the work. No, mate, you got to take that ball into the end zone. Yes or yes. Same thing with your marketing. If you don't ask for the order, if you don't have a compelling offer, a call to action that's going to get people to respond, you're up a creek, bud. You're not going to get any points. And this is where it counts. This isn't sports. This is business. This is about Mm. feeding yourself, feeding your family, profiting, which is the name of the game in business. doesn't matter where you are. If you're not making a profit, you might as well hang it up. Just go hang it up and go do something else. Because if you haven't got profit on the mind, you're in the wrong game. You might as well become an employee and go work for someone else. And have somebody tell you what to do. But if you want to be an entrepreneur and sail your own ship, use your own rudder to get there, you've got to include profit and sales and asking for the order. You know, it's just, it's just, it's that simple. That's part of the science. And it can be all very cute. But every piece that I have designed, and I've won all sorts of creative awards for what I've come up with, but the science is always the same always the same it's formulaic and i don't try to change that because it won't work and the most Mm. important part is and this is where people fall down and i know i repeat myself it's partially because of my age but it's the lesson that people have to get you know and and like we were in from radio from my years in radio we would repeat the offer three times Let me say that again. I would repeat the offer three times. Again, I would repeat the offer three times. Why? Statistically proven, people don't hear you the first time. They don't hear you the second time. The third time, it resonates finally. You know, and and some of the astute marketers out there will repeat, you know, click here now. And then you go down the sales letter a little more, click here, order now. Push here. Because it's what gets people to respond. You've got to state the obvious because sometimes they'll overlook what you may think is obvious isn't obvious to your reader, isn't obvious to your prospect or client. And and that's where the science comes in. You may think, oh, you know what, I'm bored. I'm probably badgering them by, you know, wanting to sell them too much. Let them determine that. If you get in your way of the formula, you're going to starve. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to eat cat food. I want the steak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're yeah. a carnivore. Does that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and uh, um, I'm glad that 
the starting straight into uh, so much content here because that's what what people are after when they're listening to this or, or reading the transcription or um, something. But uh, yeah, so I appreciate that. Um, and you mentioned briefly uh, one of your most memorable campaigns, which is the the mini trash can, which uh, um, uh, which is uh, um, one one of my favourites that. Uh, I've always uh, uh, wanted to put into action, and others that I've used uh, myself have been things like sinkers, uh, um, uh, as in uh, fishing, uh, and uh, balloons and stuff like that. Um, what are some other dimensional mail campaigns that that you've used or your clients have used that have uh, that have been pretty effective? Yeah, the other is nobody would turn away a correspondence or a mail piece from their physician, their doctor. So the other piece that I've come up with, which has worked real well, is we sent out campaigns using an x-ray envelope. Now, it was extremely effective for many years, and you say, oh, well, a lot of x-rays today are done digitally. Okay, uh, yeah, I mean, when you go to the dentist, most, uh, at least in, you know, in our country, many of the dentists have gone digital with their x-rays, so maybe there, but if you still get an x-ray envelope in the mail, you're going to open it because it certainly it doesn't look like an advertisement by any stretch. And that's been extremely effective because inside, you know, you have a rigid piece of cardboard which has um, the, the, uh, the message, you know, enclosed on a piece of vellum paper, which you then you have a little sticky that adds to you add to the to the vellum which they tells them hold this up to the light and on the on the vellum you have your sales letter and your offer so they have to interact see the whole key is getting them involved in your marketing it's click here click there so if you look at online for some of the newer younger marketers out there you know, it's all science that was laid out long before you got into this IM game. Mm. And, you know, if you get them involved in your piece, in your marketing, guess what happens to your response rates? They jump through the roof. Mm. And we all want improvements. Who doesn't want to improve their marketing results? And that's what, you know, I've been able to successfully do in all sorts of media is improved marketing results because of what we've done. And, you know, that's another example that has been a time that have been so many campaigns on the line over the years. Fortunately, I've had, uh, I've been blessed with some, some real success because I've tested, 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 yeah. and then tested some more all these different uh, campaigns that have, that have worked. And I've had a ton of failures. And guess what? I'm very proud of that. Because of all the failures, guess what it's done? It's solidified my successes. Yeah. Anybody that tells you that they have batted out of the park, you know, they've, they've taken it into the goal every time they have marketed is a liar. I don't believe it. I've been at this game a long time, and, you know, the honest ones will tell you they've had to test and test and test before they've had great results. Have you heard the same? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I know in my experience, uh, uh, it took a, a little while 
to me to sort of uh, get some results in, um, you know, and I imagine most most people are the same, even the ones that uh, um, are able to take something and run with it, you know, they, they, and it's always failures along the way. I look onto it for, as, as testing results rather than, rather than failure. So, you know, I'm always testing uh, myself uh, as well, you know, I have OCD, so I can't be one of anything. I have to be two of everything. So, you know, I do uh, two headlines and test one against the other. So um, uh, that's something that I teach as well, and uh, it's so, so crucially important, you know. Um, and, it's, and it's easier to do online as well. Um, using things like uh, Google Website Optimizers is a pretty way of doing that. Um, testing is, is very important. Um, speaking of, of online, Mitch, this, I know this is where uh, most people are looking to market today. Um, and obviously you can't send a trash can uh, um, via email, so how can we get people's attention when we're marketing online, whether that's on a web page or with, with email marketing or, or uh, something else? How do we... Uh, use the, the strategies of, of uh, uh, dimensional mail um, on the internet? Well, you see, the, here's some of the astute marketers, including Frank Kern, uh, I mean, and Dan Kennedy, of course, who was an early, you know, adopter of a lot of my techniques, and, and Bill Glazer, and, you know, Mal Emery, uh, a lot of these names that might have been, or, or could be familiar to some of your listeners. Yeah, you right. have to look at it's marketing is marketing. It's not just online, and you've got to get people to respond. And they're overwhelmed with online email messages. But the smart ones, and I'm going to refer to Frank Kern as an example. He's embraced a ton of direct mail to get people to look at his messages that are online. Hmm. So you use, if you're astute, it's called multi-channel marketing, which is the correct term out there, where you look at various ways to get people. You don't look at simply one media to get people to respond. If you do, you're missing out and you're leaving a lot of dollars on the table. Yeah. You've got to look at all uh, venues. You yeah, know, and that's why when clients come to me, they say, look, I want to sell this particular product and you don't have you know you don't have to use the internet for that is it wise to have a web presence absolutely in most cases it is is it the way that you should sell my answer is it depends it depends it isn't an absolute everybody thinks today you know it's all got to be sold by the internet and I've got to market that way and buy Google AdWords no you don't. It may be the way to go. You have to analyze the situation. Again, I go back to my whole statement. It's science. It's not one way. So when I mention the trash can, if you're selling a product that sells for $5 online, would you use a trash can that's going to cost postage and money for the trash can and the labor to insert a letter inside to send it out via mail? No. If you're selling a coaching program that's going to have a $10,000 price tag and if you've exhausted all your internet marketing efforts, 
to get people to respond and you want to garner another three to five percent response and some people have responded some of your messages and then you use a more expensive offline technique to to get that last bit of people to respond absolutely absolutely use it because if you spend you know a thousand dollars on a mailing and it gets you one sale, what's the return on investment on a $10,000 program? It's 10 to 1. That's dollars, you know, that's, that's money well spent. So there is the, the, I hope that answers your question. You know, it's, it, oh, yeah, it really depends. You've got to look at the science and integrate all forms of marketing. You know, and I was very yeah. well known for uh, dimensional mail, but it's not the only piece that I would, you know, I would prescribe for clients. It's just one piece. It's just part of the part of the puzzle. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, uh, what I find a lot of people doing, as you say, just focusing purely online. Um, you can you speak a little louder? I can barely hear you. Sorry, I just want to say that people um, uh, tend to focus purely online. This is what I found. You know, and they and they want to uh, um, to do everything uh, very low cost or even free. You know, because they have their websites and, and emails are free to send. Um, I find that, especially with my clients, they're often a bit uh, a bit afraid to start spending money on, on direct mail, and uh, and uh, especially if uh, if their market's a little younger and uh, you know they're, they're online a lot more often. But the first thing I tell them is that uh, is to consider how much that's going to stand out from the crowd, and uh, right. this is why I thought of you. You know, um, it's uh, completely different to what everyone else is thinking. Uh, you know, so if you receive anything in the mail, uh, I mean, here in Australia, it's uh, um, I don't think we have the the same. Uh, nearly the same amount of, of good direct mail that you guys would still have, and uh, and uh, I'm not sure how much uh, you guys in the states get, but whatever it is, you can um, we probably get about a quarter of that in regards to good quality um, attention-getting direct mail. So, uh, what Australia, I've done a lot of work there. I've promoted yeah. several events in Australia over the years, and it's 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 very similar to the U.S as it is in the UK. Uh, our markets are very similar in that in that way. And that was my experience. Yeah. And I haven't been there in a couple of years, but I spent two years there, a great amount of time working with some of the big mines in your, in, in your country. Yeah. And we used direct mail, and it was a critical piece of getting people to respond. Critical piece. Mm. So, yeah, I you know, I wanted to yeah, tell you my website is, is MitchCarson.com. If they want to learn anything more, I have a, a ton of free articles on there. If they have any questions, they can interact. Uh, yeah. And, you know, anything I can do to, to help you or your or your listeners, people that, that have read your book, I'm happy to help. You know, as again, it's my, my area. Uh, anything yeah, else I, I can I'm help you with? No, I'm definitely going to recommend that, that people visit that site and uh, and uh, get all the information I can because um, I remember uh, uh, 
you from uh, a Mal Emery seminar in 2007 uh, coming over. And, and I hadn't heard of you at that point, so I didn't know who you were. And I can remember um, uh, a presentation on stage that's been just as entertaining as, as it's called has been. Uh, although on, on stage he, he actually did the splits, so that was, uh, that was an even better element that uh, you can't replicate here. So, <laughs> yeah, it definitely stood out in my mind. Which is, uh, which is, again, smart marketing. Okay, well, listen, i gotta, so, I got to take off now. Thank you for, uh, yeah, for, thank you for involving time. me in this call. And anything I can yeah, do to help, you know, my, my site's MitchCarson.com. And thank you for making this call, you know, early in the morning for you. And, and please get some rest, my friend. Uh, Have do. a good Thanks day. For, thank you for your time, Mitch. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Geniuses of Copywriting with Brian Casagina. To get the full transcript and all the resources mentioned on today's show, go to www.geniusesofcopywriting.com now.